This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You know, this is one of Joe's favorite shows. We appreciate you tuning in today. 1432, The Road Ahead. We gave Armacost some um, editorial freedom. Go out there and pick some of his best shows. He really likes it. Talk about big tech's efforts to destroy free speech. Jack Dorsey, uh, you know, mocking Parler after Parler beat Twitter to the top spot. <laughs> yeah, they needed big tech to take us down there. And I discussed the open war on free speech. Check this out. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Um... So, folks, there's never, ever been a more uh, serious existential moment for me, platforms we've been using, and everyone else for free speech, our Constitution, and our country than the one we're living through right now. I cannot emphasize to you in strong enough terms how dangerous going forward is going to be if we don't stop what's going on right now, both the chaos and the madness, and get back to some semblance of sanity in this country. I'm going to give you the behind the scenes today on what happened. I know most of you know, if you're a new listener and you don't, you'll know now. I am an investor in Parler. I own portion of the company. I'm going to give you as much as I can behind the scenes about how bad this fight was this weekend. It wasn't just about President Trump being pulled off Twitter, which disgracefully happened, Facebook and elsewhere. This was about the entire wiping out by the totalitarian left, their totalitarian tech partners, and their totalitarian media buddies in a coordinated effort to entirely wipe clean your presence on the only public space we have, and that's the internet. No bell today, folks. Um, Joe is still here. Joe's always with us. He's an integral part of the show, but Hey, I'm really sorry. I know we've done it forever, but as I said to Joe before the show and he agreed, I don't have, I can't, I just, the show's different today. If I sound different and look different, it's because I haven't slept in three days, any substantial amount. My blood pressure has been about 2000 over 172. My stress level's been through the roof. Um, all of this while dealing with a rather dramatic health crisis and everything else going on in my house. This has not been fun, and I'm not going to tell you it's been fun. And I told you I wouldn't go on the air when I didn't feel like doing a show. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't feel like doing a show today because I'm dealing with 5,000 fronts of a war at the same time coming at me. But I have to come on, and I need you to support us now more than ever. Let's get right to it, and let's get to the point. This weekend. Starting on Friday night, the media tech tyrant, far left symbiote, and that's what it is, declared open war on free speech. You have no idea how bad it was behind the scenes. There are things I can't say, but there are things I can. I am, as I said before, a part owner of Parler. Therefore, I have been privy to what happened this entire weekend. After, the, after Twitter decided it would be a good idea to ban the president of the United States of America and his official government account 
while allowing the Chinese government and allowing the Iranians to post their death to America, let's uh, sterilize Uyghurs tweets. No, those are up there. Twitter decided it would be a good idea to cause a national security crisis and ban the president of the United States and, and not just his personal account at real Donald Trump, but the at POTUS account too. That really happened this weekend and on Friday. Do you understand what's going on right now? I was trending on Twitter, I think, four times this weekend as liberals gloated over the fact that a platform I'm associated with, Parler, was taken down. Let me give you a little scoop of what happened behind the scenes. You may say, how can it be worse behind the scenes, Dan? I heard Parler, which is the Twitter alternative, was the largest one. Our alternative to Twitter, where we had a social media platform that was number one in the app store, we were number one, was basically wiped from the face of the earth from Friday until this morning. We will be back probably just in a couple of days. And I'm going to have some asks for you later. Parlor.com will be back. We are not going anywhere. If you thought you picked a fight with someone weak need, I'm telling you what I've been going through lately has, if anything, put horse blinders on my face. Someone told me they're called horse blinkers. Great. I appreciate it. I'm going to call them horse blinders, but I appreciate the clarification. I have never been more clear about what my life is about than right now. It wasn't just Amazon, Google, and Apple that went after us. Apple pulled us off the App Store. Google pulled us off Google Play. And Amazon, in the most damaging blow yet, AWS, pulled off our server with little notice, causing a massive amount of destruction to Parler, which they will wind up having to answer for later in a court. It was worse behind the scenes. So uh, $3 trillion companies, Apple, Google, and Amazon went after you and you're telling, no, it was worse. What else happened? There were a number of other companies too, folks, that pulled out on us too. Some of them pulled out in such haste to make a political point against Parler, not a business one, and certainly not a one they can legally defend. Oh, and they'll have to. Pulled out so rapidly, they exposed Parler to a number of threats that were impossible to counteract because the companies had pulled out and I believe violated their contracts with us. We had lawyers pull out. We were essentially a man on an island this weekend. As liberals and the Brian Stelters of the world and Oliver Darcy's totalitarians and what Stalin called useful idiots, they are the useful idiots, celebrated all this, took a victory lap. We were essentially wiped off the internet. Parlor.com is down right now. Parlor.com will be back. And again, I have some asks for you later because I need them. And I can't be shy right now. I try not to bother you with the audience with requests and overwhelm you. But I need you. Behind the scenes, ladies and gentlemen, it was even worse. My wife and I, who helps me produce the show, who's sitting right there, have not slept or had a stressful free second, forget about free minute, Sorry. In probably four days now. Every time we thought we had a crisis on our hands that we had maybe put our finger in the dike, another one erupted that resulted in the dam exploding. I woke up this morning to even worse news. 
one of the server companies that decided they were going to help us because they actually believed in free speech in the United States of America abruptly pulled out in the middle of that deal too. I'm sure the liberals will celebrate because they think this is hilarious. Don't ever forget though, we have recourse, proper recourse through process and not chaos. And when that process works out, he who laughs last laughs the loudest. Folks, this appears coordinated. They were ready to go. The companies that attacked us and withdrew their services abruptly on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and even this morning, appeared to do it in concert. Was it coordinated? I think we're going to find out in the discovery phase when we get a hold of all their emails. But ladies and gentlemen, it seems awfully odd that these companies all at the same time, I believe in violation of the law, pulled out and left Parler stranded on a tech island by themselves all at the same time. But ladies and gentlemen, this didn't start on Friday and it didn't start on Saturday. This entire war, open war, that the tech tyrants, the totalitarian left and their totalitarian friends in the media are now celebrating a victory in, they were the ones who prepped this battlefield in advance. Despite the fact, and I'll hopefully get to this later too with some, with some, uh, some information on that, that Twitter and Facebook have hosted Antifa groups that have planned the burning of U.S. cities. Twitter has a tweet still up by Kamala Harris on her account that's still there to bail people who burn cities uh, down to the ground out, the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Despite Antifa tweets highlighted by Andy No and others coordinating illegal activity on their platform, despite Reza Eslan, a contributor at another network, Reza Eslan, I'm not sure actually if he's a contributor or not, tweeting out that he would, quote, burn the effing place down if they replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That tweet, I believe, is still up. Despite trending this weekend, hang Mike Pence on Twitter, Parler has come under relentless assault by the media, which had seeded this battlefield long before the attack happened. The media had written stories about us endlessly, which I've tried to ignore to not give them any air. Endless attack pieces about how Parler was somehow promoting hate. Ladies and gentlemen, we have terms of service on Parler like anyone else. You cannot commit a crime on Parler. You cannot go and incite mass violence. If you want to do that, please don't come to our platform. But we are a free speech platform. We are not a surveillance platform. We don't surveil people on Parler. We do not data mine on Parler. Listen to me. Anybody who telling you that, anybody who's telling you that on Twitter or elsewhere where you still are, that Parler was a di- is lying to you. We do not do that. Matter of fact, one of the companies we use, because Parler would ask for a cell phone number. You know why Parler asks for a cell phone number when you start an account? And I've tried to ignore this stuff, but it's gotten out of control because believe it or not, there are rhino Republicans and other companies out there seeding the internet with malicious attacks on Parler, helping the left. I'm not kidding. I'm telling you again, you have no idea how bad it was behind the scenes. George Soros owns Parler, I saw on social media. George Soros owns Parler. You think I'd know that? You think I would know? You, how stupid do you have to be to fall for that? Parler's stealing your cell phone. No, but you know why Parler uses cell phone numbers? Because we don't data mine. 
We don't have a massive library of your data to use on Parler to authenticate that you're the real deal. So we asked for a cell phone number to make sure you were a real account. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not just about Parler. It's not. If you think to yourself, which I don't think most of my audience does. I, and again, I, I, I'm not chastising. So please don't take it. There are some people on social media who put out these rumors. George Soros owns Parler. Parler steals your data. None of that is actually true. It's all categorically false. That's not you, but it's out there. But if you are one of those people left who thinks, oh, this is an isolated attack on Parler and it'll all be okay in the end. <laughs> You're next. Have I not warned you on this show that this fight was coming to your door? Which, by the way, was grotesquely, of course, characterized by the absolute losers and totalitarians on leftist media. I had said that on Friday, this fight's coming to your door. It is. You think these leftist companies are going to leave you alone? That's the fight I'm talking about because leftists are you know, knowingly stupid and they obviously don't understand the English language. You think this social media left media symbiote war on your freedom and liberty and freedom to speak? You think it's going to leave you alone? I'm going to tell you a story in a few minutes about a, a reporter for the Daily Caller who just happened to be covering, covering the White House, uh, excuse me, the Capitol event and the event outside the White House on the Ellipse, who just happened to be covering it and wound up in a New York Times people, a New York Times piece, basically implying he was a rioter. Not implying, they say it directly. I'll show you the caption under the photo when I get to it. He was a reporter for the Daily Caller. You think you're going to escape this? You think, oh, I just have a small right-leaning blog. I'll be okay. Really? You checked your servers? Oh, don't worry. We have other competitors to parlor. They have their own servers. God bless them. I'm not looking at, this is no time for inter-stuff warfare. This is time for unity. And I hope, I pray they succeed. But I'm just telling you right now, for people who are sending me emails, oh my gosh. You got to do what everyone else did, get your own service. You understand they're going for the ISPs next, right? ISPs, the internet service providers, you understand that's next, right? You don't believe me? Just follow what the leftist totalitarians are doing on Twitter right now. Wait till your website is blocked completely by internet service providers. Oh, you didn't think of that one? No, Dan, that sounds like a conspiracy theory. You sure about that? Because everything I told you months ago that leftists called a conspiracy theory when I started talking about what they were going to do if they won the election has now come true. Yep. Joe's right. Yep. You think you're safe? Wait till your bank gets boycotted. Oh, that's not going to happen. Really? Did you see Citibank's statement this weekend? They'll no longer uh, donate to Republican candidates that dared question the constitutionality of some of the election problems? Wow. Think you're safe? You have a Facebook post out there supporting President Trump from just a few days ago, a few weeks ago? Wait till your business gets a hold of that and the lefties find it funny when you get fired. My wife said to me before we started the show today, it's my wife. She's like, you were right. I wish you were wrong, but you were right. 
Joe, when did we start talking about the need to build an entirely parallel economy? Four years ago? Five years ago, yeah. maybe? Maybe Certainly we started not a about topic five on the show. Yeah, right, it's about yeah. Joe's been with me from the beginning, and I know Joe's got a mental library of everything. About four or five years hmm. ago, we started discussing the topic on the show about yes. how we're going to have to construct an entirely parallel economy. Servers, web hosters, ISPs, banking, and everybody kind of laughed. I remember getting a few emails saying, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. You sound crazy. Do I? You sure about that? I do have a sponsor I do have to get to, folks, but I want to uh, I want to leave you with this thought before I get to the sponsor. I want to come back because I want to talk about something else. you got to remember, I've got a ton of material today. I've said something else to you for a long time, and I hope now it hits home. You may disagree with this. I'd be happy to hear your emails, but I'm telling you you're wrong. I have warned you about the Democrats. I said repeatedly on this show, while the Republicans are not the answer to all of your problems, they have been, and I'll believe me, I'll get to them next, an absolute abomination to humankind. Not all of them, but a good percentage of them on Capitol Hill and frankly, locally and at the state level too. I warned you that in a world of difficult choices, that the Republicans are not the answers to all your problems. They've showed us that. These problems are at your door now. But allowing the Democrats to win is empowering a party that is the cause of all of your problems. I got attacked repeatedly on my own email by my own listeners, by some, Dan, voting in your bad idea. We should just let them win. Really? Are you sure about that? So you want to expedite your own demise to make a point about what? How the other party sucks? I'll get to them in a minute. And how bad they suck, the Republicans. But you're going to, by staying home, do what? Empower a party of absolute totalitarians to destroy your life tomorrow? Not me. There are no easy choices. There are no right choices. But there are less wrong choices. On the topic I was just talking about, the golden rule going forward that everyone needs to adapt and tattoo on their brain. Republicans may not and have frequently been not been the answer to our problems. Sometimes they've caused them themselves. The Democrats, however, are the causes of all your problems. They are actively encouraging this massive war on free speech and your ability to speak right now. Just listen to them. Don't take my word for it. Now on the Republicans. Man, you got to do something. What are you doing? We have elected you in a constitutional republic in a representative democracy to represent the interests of the Constitution and freedom-loving people everywhere. And you have sat by feckless for now decades while you've watched this all happen. The culture war, the media war, the tech war on us. You've sat back and done nothing. You talk about taxes and listen, I love that fight. There's nothing that matters more to me than economic liberty. But you've sat back and focused on tax cuts and that's great and that's wonderful for three decades and you've ignored the culture war and the growing tidal wave of tech totalitarianism coming along to our floors for years. What have you been doing? 
do something. Get your heads out of your collective rear ends and do something. Do something. You have allowed de facto governments through these totalitarian tech monsters to take over the United States in the only public space free people have to speak. And you have allowed, you have allowed us to be silenced and marginalized and sent into technological speakeasies where we need shibboleths to get in the front door to speak to each other. And you've done nothing. Did you miss this fight? Do something. Do something. We elected you to do something. You have allowed this again to turn a tragedy. And let's be absolutely clear and speak with moral clarity. What happened at the Capitol was a disgrace. If you watch that video, what happened to that police officer and you're not touched by it, I'm sorry. This is not the show for you. It was a disgrace. What happened to George Floyd was a disgrace. There was bipartisan condemnation. And you let the left do it again. You let them turn what was not a principled fight because there were no principles in question. Everybody with a straight face said this was not right what happened there. Everybody said with Floyd, I don't care of your politics. Everybody I know and I'll stick to it this day. I was a police officer and I loved them. That was not right. There was no principles in argument here. None. You let the Democrats again take this and turn it into a political cudgel because you were too stupid again to see what was coming. There were no principles in argument here. None were in dispute. Principles about what happened in the election and the constitutionality are in dispute and should be. You let them again turn it into a political brawl where everyone in the country who dared support Trump the agenda on judges, the agenda on economic freedom, the agenda on fighting back against the tech companies. You let it again turn into a political brawl like where people like me and Parler and you and conservative bloggers and Mark Levin and Hannity and everyone became a target. You let it happen again. Damn it. Do something. Do something. These companies have become de facto governments in and of themselves. The danger they present to America and free speech, our foundational principles, is far greater than the government could ever do. Far greater. At least with the government, when they overreach and arrest or fine you for something and you did nothing wrong, you actually have legal recourse. Do you understand that Apple and what they did to us and Parler and are doing to others, it's not just me. Brandon Straka and his team at Facebook was totally pulled down off Facebook, the walkaway movement. Twitter took down the president of the United States. The government cannot communicate on one of the largest social media platforms in the world. The government and the head of the executive branch, the president of the United States, can no longer effectively communicate through the world's largest social media platform. Do you understand this just happened? While Republicans in Congress, many of them, are standing by with their heads up their asses? Do something! I thought liberals hated monopolies. We're now in stage two of what liberals on the left do every time. Stage one is a tragedy with bipartisan condemnation that was justified in the two examples I gave. It's not virtue signaling, folks. It's real. But stage two is always a pretextual overreach. 
where the left uses a pretext of an event to stigmatize and stereotype anyone that supports the cause of liberty or Donald Trump, and they go to war against them to wipe them out financially, to slander their reputations, to send them into government, uh, government-enforced de facto speakeasies underground. I'm telling you, you've only just begun to see the damage being wrought by the left and their media buddies in the tech towers. No matter what happens to us, we will be available at Bongino.com and you can always listen there. The podcasts are posted every day. Paula does it, what, about noon Eastern time, noon, 1210, 1215? Bongino.com. Please don't abandon us. I have no idea what these platforms are going to do. The left is on a rage to shut down everyone. Bongino.com. It will always be available right there. Please don't forget that. Write it down. I encourage you to listen there. All right, folks. Um, I warned a lot of my friends, and now I'm warning you, that when leftists enjoy the totalitarian power they have, I told you this on my Friday show, despite the fact that we did a viral segment now that condemned violence and the violence that happened at the Capitol, because we've been consistent in condemning violence for four years— because there's no path there. There's no path. If that's not your thing, then that's not your thing, but it's going to be mine. But that doesn't matter. It's not virtue signaling. That's just a fact. I warned you that no matter what you do to try to get this constitutional republic back to a free and open society where people can speak out and debate and dialogue can flourish, that no matter what you do, the left enjoys canceling you. No, they don't, Dan. Really? So why do they do it? Because they enjoy the power. Ladies and gentlemen, my name was trending for three days on Twitter. Why? Why? Because the left was overly joyful and gleeful that a site I'm an investor in that had promoted free speech and social media's ability, a social media platform where you can openly talk. They were gleeful that they feel like it's been destroyed. It has. You just heard Dan Bongino.